Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a very special episode of the World's Sexiest Podcast. That is right, the WSE are in the VIP. We are your hosts, the World's Sexiest Entertainers, the Nookie King, Sexy Steve, the Pariah of Perfection, Vitamin D. Sorry. And it is 2023, so we thought we'd do something very special for you fans of TWA, the Top Notch Wrestling Alliance. We thought every Wednesday after the show, we're going to give a rundown of everything that happened at the TWA event. New Dawn was on January 7th. Yes, January 7th, and it was a fantastic show. We touched up a little bit on episode 2 of the World's Sexiest Podcast, but we thought it deserved its own little episode itself, you know? Oh, exactly. I mean... Great matches, great matchups. I mean, we start every show. I don't know if you guys who haven't been to the show, of course you don't know, but we start every show. We come out to the ring. We introduce the We are the masters of ceremonies, if you will. Great title, great title. But uh, this time, you know, as always, we got interrupted. Yeah, we started the show, came through. You know, we were about to announce the first match, get the, get the show I mean, we had off. the fans all cheering and excited, and then uh, that ended really quick. When all of a sudden, Mr. Vane Lewis comes in and interrupts us. You see, uh, Vane's supposed to have a uh, title match against Zane Kane for the TWA Legacy Championship later that night. But he comes out, he gives us an envelope. What's in the envelope? Contracts. Paperwork. <laughs> Orders from his doctor that he cannot compete. However, he said he's got an opponent for Zayden. Yeah, so um, the board of the directors, they, they messaged Vitamin D here, and uh, we, we, we got it pretty well situated he had his own little mystery opponent and uh he said if zayden kane can beat his mystery opponent then uh he'll give him a title shot yeah regardless i mean regardless of what he like if however he feels his name will be on that contract for february 4th at road to glory road to glory so man i don't i don't even know if we even try but we'll get to what happened to that match later on but we'll i don't it. i mean do we trust van lewis i mean i've seen van lewis in action many times he, he's very What's the word? Manipulative, lying, uh, just like disrespectful, like classic Jerk. villainy. Yeah, classic wrestling villainy. Right <laughs> down, right down the line. I mean, yeah. After uh, after he said his piece, you know, we get that. That brings us to match number one, a number one contenders match for the TWA championship. Right. Um, the Rogue Joshua Charles versus Michael Saint. And here's the thing: the winner of this match. Number one contender for the TWA Championship. Whoever the champion may be in February at Road to Glory. So, I mean, someone was missing from that match. I think that someone was Big Ronnie Bruce. So do I. If you remember last November, uh, well, over the last year, Big Ronnie Bruce and Michael Saint have been working together. Big Ronnie Bruce was his manager. And um, it was a little bit of foul play that didn't go the way uh, Michael Saint wanted it to. He, he basically dumped Ronnie Bruce. Oh, I know. Like, out with yesterday's garbage. For real. Like, it, it doesn't get much more uh, stinky and rank than <laughs> Big Ronnie. What, Ronnie Bruce and what happened that day. Yeah. Right, exactly. But, yeah, I mean... Garbage. <laughs> garbage. <laughs> but, go ahead. But, yeah, Joshua Charles, I mean, he... Michael Saint put up quite a fight. Oh, yeah, it was an incredible match. But Joshua Charles came out on top, so... But you gotta, you gotta admit, Michael saying he's not the nicest guy, but he has a heck of a sling blade. Oh yeah, like like his his ring psychology is amazing. It can come out of nowhere. Right, but here's the thing, Joshua Charles is just just a little bit better. Well, he had what it takes to get it done. That's for sure. I mean, fisherman suplex, like oh, it was beautiful. The way oh, he yeah. leg, the arch, oh, oh it was, was it was perfect. 
Yeah, and it, perfect. It, it was definitely enough to get him that victory and that title shot in uh, February fourth. So match number two, you have a fan favorite, Big Rig. Yeah, Big Rig versus the Dark Angel Ryan James. Oh, and his it surprised us. See, it was <clears throat> it was a power struggle from start to finish. Like the, these two big men, like they were back and forth. They were trading shoulder blocks. They were at each other's throats per se. I know. I mean, this may be my favorite match of the night. Honestly, I was thinking the same. Like it was, it was so. Like, I'm not trying to take anything away from the other matches, but like this was fantastic. Like I didn't see start to finish, like start classic finish. wrestling, big guy power struggle, and you know some of that old school, uh, old school cheating. You know, coming from Ryan James there. That's right, and which is kind of well, well, we'll get to it. Um, it, Ryan James had had some uh, I don't know what it was, but he, he spit some mist into uh, big shades Rig's eyes. of the great Muda and Tajiri. And he also was trying to use some brass knuckles, but the uh, referee caught him. Well, I mean, I think honestly, I think the brass knuckles were a distraction so he could get like spit in his face. Well, whatever it was, it, it definitely worked. That's for sure. But it's kind of odd because Ryan James has always been nice. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, great guy. Because, I mean, he's, he's been matched up with tons of people. He's always been nice, respectful, very very clean-cut clean cut guy. Right. Know? But now, I mean, we're seeing a, a mean streak, yeah, per it, se. It wasn't, it wasn't what we're used to. And I'm, 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 I, don't know if, I don't know if something just got under his skin that day or, or what, but it was, it was definitely unusual. Fantastic match, though. Oh, yeah, 100%. 100% but um, Brian James did get the victory. And after the match, he attacked him again yeah. with a mist. That's right. So, I mean, maybe these two will meet up against each other in the Rumble. Maybe it's very not. possible. I mean, who knows? But February, we're having the Road to Glory Rumble. I, I personally want to see these two meet again. I would love to see it. Whenever it happens. After that, we were out in the ring, right? Me and you, the world's sexiest entertainers, doing what we do. Saying hi to all the ladies, kissing babies, slapping hands with the young ones. Yeah, that's about what we do. Yeah, I mean, you know, get like... Vitamin D, you're amazing, and all that. You and know, chant, sexy Steve. Right, sexy right. Steve. But then, who comes out? Vincent Cross for a pre special promo, special interview. We we have a lot of uh, not the best history with Vincent Cross. Right, it's like he just likes to beat us up, basically. Yeah, I mean, uh, about almost a year ago, he hit vitamin D here with a chair. He kicked me in some. Let's uh, let's say he used to talk a lot lower. He used to be like, I'm Sexy Steve. You know, he's like, I'm Sexy Steve. That's, that's kind of how I sound, you're right. Yeah. A little bit of Mike Jackson there. Uh, I just kind of did an impersonation. I didn't even try. It works. Anyway, uh, yeah, Vincent yeah, Cross came out. Um, he he announced the, the that he's going to be in the Road to Glory Rumble. That's the first uh, entrant that we know of. Right. Um, he also, he, he apologized. Uh, back in October, um, he, I don't know what happened. He just, he broke, and he he hit me very hard right in the jaw. And right, it, and your glasses went flying across yeah, the it wasn't Yeah, it wasn't fun at all. It was kind of sucked. And we're not even performers. We're entertainers. Yeah, we're not even supposed to be active, like, com competitors. Not, like, no hands are supposed to be on We're not us. wrestlers. We're entertainers. We're here to, for the people. For the people. But it's, I don't know, he... At first, I was a little uh, hesitant, you know. I mean, with, with the history and all, but it seemed like a genuine apology. Right. So, I mean, I, it, it it gave me a sense of, of feeling like he's 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 turning into something better. Right. Like he's changing. He was changing, but it, I, I was soon proven wrong because he immediately just started yelling at the fans, talking down to him. 
Right. He's basically he called them expletive deleted kissers. Yeah. You guys expletive deleted and expletive deleted. Okay, it wasn't really... Yeah, it was... They weren't very family-friendly. Right, movies. yeah. For us to be the family-friendly show, what he was saying, what, which means I know something probably snapped inside his head. It's... Well, something snapped even more. I don't know, because it was just weird that he went from that apology to aiming right to the fans. It's almost you know? like he's listening to all the voices in his head trying to talk at once. Yeah. like it And is... one of them uses colorful language. Yeah, very colorful. One of them sure. is nice. And one of them wants to just strangle us to death. And I, we got all three of those, those versions of his across at once. It was, it wasn't, it it was, I don't know. I I was afraid for my, my safety at the time, but it, it all worked out where we didn't get hurt. But, um, anyway, that brings us to match number three. We had, uh, Rick Rogers versus the black label rebel, Chris Hess. The renegade Rick Rogers. So we're out in the ring. Rick comes out. The ref's standing there. Mr. Rogers is in the ring, waiting. But you know what? It wasn't the day in the neighborhood that he uh, he thought it was going to be. No, it was not vitamin D. The, the, the ref, he's just looking at me, starts a 10 count because Chris Hex's music hits, mm-hmm. and he's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I, I'm not sure. I don't know if he was off of the land of make-believe. I don't know if Mr. McFeely came over and stole him and took him away. Like, I don't know what was going on in that neighborhood, per se. Um, we can ask Rick later. But Chris Hex wasn't there. That's right. And, and and Rick even said, like, he prepared for the Black Label Rebel, but he wasn't there. So the board of the directors, um, they messaged Vitamin D here. And, right. Uh, I mean, I'm getting a lot of messages since we, we're, we're not GMs anymore. Well, I mean, we're out there in front of the crowd. It, it, it works. You know right. I mean... I mean if they have, I mean, they have to contact us somehow. Exactly. Right. But um, but yeah, he gave us a, a top-notch wrestling alliance newcomer named Gen Z. Man, this kid was like fire. Oh, he was he was amazing. Like what I was he? really impressed. Oh yeah, like he really identified with the younger kids. He really did. He was doing Fortnite dances and yeah, and and, and his his arsenal that he came with. Like I don't think Rick was prepared. I wasn't prepared just right. to watch it. Right. Well, I mean, what is it like for a younger wrestler? Yeah. Who just started wrestling, turned 18, hit hit the ring against the veteran, Rick Rogers. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Gen Z watched Rick Rogers wrestle when he was a young boy. Well, probably. I mean, Rick, Rick like you said, Rick is a veteran. He's been right. around for a while. You know what I mean? I mean, I've, I've seen him in action many times. But it was just, as a newcomer, it was, it, he put up a heck of a fight. And, and But unfortunately, Rick Rogers still won with that cutter. The devil, like... <clears throat> I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of it. No, I mean, say what you will, but that cutter, that he, he devastating. So Nailed Rick it. Rogers really earned, like, especially not knowing anything about Gen Z. Yeah, he he fought for it and he won. I mean, you got to give him his props. You know what I mean? Next match, Big Steve. Next match. All right. Well, we have uh, Mr. Bodybag Zayden Kane versus um, Vane Lewis's handpicked opponent, Whimsical. Yeah, and someone said Whimsical was flashing the audience. What was that about? No, he wasn't flashing the audience. No, no, no. Well, I guess he was in a sense. Whimsical wears a mask. And um, as he was going around the ring, he just kind of kept flashing the audience. I couldn't really get a good look at him. Right. So I, I didn't even know it happened. Yeah, it, I mean... There's some kids in the front row yelling, vain, vain, vain. Like, I don't know. I don't know why they're yelling vain. But you know what? We'll find out. Because later in the match, all it took was a kick from Whimsical. Zayn Kane caught it. 
and, and ripped his mask off. And guess who it was? Vane Lewis. He could wrestle the entire time. But he just didn't want to defend the title. Right. Because maybe he thought he would lose. Maybe he was playing mind games. Do you think Vane Lewis was afraid of Zayden Kane? Ooh. I mean, that's a good question. We it's don't know. But, I, mean, I hope it's not because since Zayden Kane won this match... He gets a shot at Vane Lewis, regardless, in February. I'm pretty sure in February, if Vane Lewis doesn't defend, the belt's being stripped and given to Zayn Kane. Well, I mean, it has to be. He, he said he would sign the contract. If regardless, no matter what. He said, no matter what, he was going to be there. I I think, honestly, I, he may have been just playing mind games with Zayn. It's possible. But, uh, I mean, it, it didn't work, obviously, because Zayn Kane was... I feel like Zayden King was on to it the whole time. He just had a look in his eye. Like, he, but, like, he knew what was up. Something fishy was going on. He, yeah, was he knew what two was steps up. Ahead. But I also feel like he had a look of aggravation because he could have been a legacy champion. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I know the director of fan relations, Kenny Napper, he he got, he got was mad. Oh, yeah. Like, he was mad. But he looked at us like, okay, change the but we don't have that authority anymore. So We're not general managers anymore. We, right. we can't. Like, I totally would have. I totally would have been like, no, title change. But, I mean, it is, it's one of those things. It is what it is. You never really know what you're getting into with the top-notch wrestling alliance. Uh, unpredictability. That's a great thing about our shows. Mm-hmm. That and the concession stand. Oh, the concession stand is amazing. Right. See, I usually get a hot dog with cheese and jalapenos on it. Right. Every show. That's my I heard we actually sold out. At the concession stand? Yeah, we stand? had a record-breaking audience at the, at the arena. Really? Yeah. I heard everything in the concession stand sold out by the end of the night. Jeez. I mean, it was a it was a hot crowd, that's for sure. I know, but there's still plenty of room for you guys if you want to come check out a show. Yeah. And I would actually recommend you guys, if you're in the New Haven, West Virginia area, checking out the TWA. That's right. Um, that brings us to the uh, the semi main event. We had our TWA champion, Mister Slamuel, versus the Ultimate Canadian Submission Machine, Connor Cross. So how did that go? Well, honestly, it went pretty well. I mean, uh, um. Connor Cross, like straight out the gate, he was just full of fire and rage. Like he was going suplex after suplex, variations of suplexes. Like he wanted his title back. Technically, it wasn't his title. Technically, he lost it to Mr. Slamuel. But I get what you're saying. I mean, he thinks it's his title, but it's not his title. It belongs to Mr. Slamuel. And Mr. Slamuel, I, I saw at the very beginning of that match, Mr. Slamuel charged at him full speed. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, moved right out of the way. I mean, Connor Cross wanted it. Yeah. The ultimate Canadian submission machine. He wanted that title. And, and like like I said, they, they've been wrestling each other for months and months. Like, they know each other pretty well at this point, that they knew what knew what, knew what to expect. Yeah, Mr. Slamuel said, this is his final time. Yeah. The board the, of directors said, this is his final time. The, the, final, uh, the final title defense. Confrontation between the two. I mean, the match, fantastic match. It was incredible. I, I was. It, see, that's the thing. When, when we're on commentary, it, it's hard to, you know, commentate because I just get lost watching. Right. It. Sometimes I'll stop and just, like, watch the match. And two competitors like these, it was. Do you I, think the crowd was split, though? Like. Well, I mean, you know, there's no love for Connor Cross. He has a few people that back him. There are a few people in the audience that like him. But, but Mr. Slamuel's definitely a crowd favorite. Right. And, he, and he's still our TWA champion. That's right. Because, I mean, he defeated Connor Cross with Connor Cross' own submission maneuver. Yeah. Well, if you remember earlier on, um, Connor tried finishing him with, uh, finishing Mr. Slamuel with his finishing maneuver. Right. And it reversed out. And, yeah. I yeah, mean, and, and Slamuel it paid him right back. I was actually uh, talking to Mr. Slamuel backstage, and he's like, yeah, I'm the ultimate submission machine now. Did he say that? Yeah. Yeah, I heard he was the man of all men as well. 
I mean, you could be right because I mean, there's a lot of. I, mean, I don't. I don't think he he said that. Whatever I heard, it's just something I heard. It's like it's the rumor mill. The rumor mill. Because I mean, there's a lot of through female, the grapevine. I mean, there's a lot of female fans looking his way right now. I mean, oh, I exactly. see him. I mean, I mean, not as many as looking at me and you right now. Well, of course not. I mean, we're who the who the men want to be and who the ladies came to see. That's you know right. I mean? That's what I'm saying. I mean, you're not wrong. Exactly. But I mean. Like I said, it was a fantastic match from start to finish. I I honestly thought Connor was going to retain, but after retain? all, retain? You mean win? Well, you, he has you believe in his type too that he never lost and he's the champion. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I mean, he, technically, if, if he had the title at one point and right. he wins the title back, wouldn't that still be a, a retention? I don't know if that's the right word, but wouldn't oh, that but still he's be? Got, he's got some retention, all right. Well. Anyway, that leads us to our uh, our main event for the evening, the uh, the finals of the TWA Tag Team Invitational Tournament. That is a mouthful, right? Right. So we had the Pattersons, who in November defeated the Mayhem Mafia. Yep, yep. And we have Crowley, Inc., who in November defeated the team of Chris Hex and Rick Rogers. Great, great matches between... Uh, all but all eight competitors there, but right. came down to the Pattersons versus Crowley Inc. And for the finals of it, we had a surprise for them. Oh yeah, the first ever TWA Tag Team Champions would be crowned, and the winner of the match, guess what? They got those belts. Yes, they did. And it was and once they saw what was on the line, their faces lit up. They were all ready. Right, the fans were ready too. Like the the Pattersons have a following, but oh, yeah, but I don't want to take it away from Crowley Inc. They have some cheers too. I mean, a lot of fans don't like them. Yep. But they've got they've got people cheering for them. They do. And and with a match like that, there's a lot on the line. You know what I mean? Like you you have pride. You have the titles, of course. Right. Like, and, and these these four competitors, they've been after each other for quite a while. Like they're no strangers. I mean, look at Devious Draven Post. Look at Ruthless Alexander Crowley. The entire match, they would cut the Pattersons off from each other. Like Stacy would be trying to get the Timmy, Timmy would be trying to get the Stacy. Yep. Couldn't get the tag. Ref wasn't looking. They would be choking the other competitor. Yep. Like, they did a great job for at least three-fourths of that match mm-hmm. keeping the Pattersons separated so that way they could like, just pick them off one by one. But once the Pattersons regrouped, it, it was downhill from there for Crowley, Inc. The Pattersons would hit him left and right, tag team maneuvers, single maneuvers. Like They're at a point where everyone was just down on the ground because it just got so hectic. Right. like you Everyone was I mean? in there down on the ground. But when the smoke cleared, Stacey Patterson got that pin. Yes, she did. And the Pattersons were your new TWA Tag Team Champions. First time ever TWA Tag Team Champions. Down in the history books. Actually, we have uh, I, I had the opportunity to uh, meet them backstage after their victory. Right. And um, I got to do a little interview for them. Um, we're going to go ahead and play that audio for you right now. So, uh, yeah, this is what the Pattersons have to say. Ladies and gentlemen, we are here with the first ever TWA Tag Team Champions. Tell me, Pattersons, how do you feel? See, this is what me and my sister worked for. Every moment... Every mile up and down the road, regardless of the fact that you voted against us in the tournament, and other than the fact that you did it, you had a second opportunity, and again, you didn't want to pick a winner. I mean, we don't like Gail, but here he is picking us, so. I mean, but besides all that, this is what it's about. These TWA tag team titles. So, to any teams out there, if you think you can step up and hang with the Pattersons, any time, any place, because you guys are going to learn. Once and for all, why pro wrestling is a family thing. Well, there you have it. Our new tag 
team champions, the Pattersons. Lots of emotion that night. Oh, tons. Like, after the match, I mean, I, you heard what they said. I mean, they, they're, they're, why'd you count against them? Like, why did you not pick the well, Pattersons? I mean, here's the thing. Like, bo- both of these teams, it, it was 50-50, honestly. Right. You know what I mean? And and I, I backed the Pattersons quite often, I'll admit. But it, it was 50-50. I mean, I felt like once once Crowley Inc. knew those titles were on the line, right. I thought they would just shift into a completely different year and take I mean, I would just like to point out to, you know, all you wrestling fans and the Pattersons that are listening, I never, I never doubted you guys. I was wrong. I apologize. Oh, there we go. There we go. But um, after the match, the Pattersons mm-hmm. invited the fans in the ring. They invited their family in the ring to celebrate. Yeah, it was a massive celebration. Great time for all in there. I mean, I was just happy to see it, man. Like, fantastic show all around. Yeah. And other wrestlers even came out to, to oh, celebrate. Oh, yeah. Women. Oh, a lot of, like, I saw Satan Kane out there, Mr. Slamuel. Yeah, because, I mean, it was an achievement. It was the first ever TWA Tag Champion. Ten years from now. It's going to go down in the history books that the Pattersons were the first ever TWA Tag Team Champions. That's right. That's an accomplishment right there. Yes, it is. I mean, I don't see my name by any. I mean, the world's sexiest entertainer, the, the, one of the sexiest people in TWA, I mean, that's beside my name. Because I've been there from the beginning. But, yeah, that's that's quite a, quite an accomplishment. Yeah, it is. And, and, like you said, it was a great show from start to finish. Um, I wish we'd stop getting interrupted every time we open a show. Right. I mean, why can't we go out there... What it's happened the last five shows maybe? Yeah, we right. go out there to speak and get the crowd revved up. Go get some phone numbers from some of these ladies. I wonder if people take bets on on who's going to be the one interrupting us. Right, they might actually. Yeah, we should do that. We can make some money off that. But anyway, um, yeah, uh, the, the next uh, top notch wrestling alliance show, February fourth, Road to Glory in New Haven, West Virginia. Man, I can't wait. The Road to Glory Rumble. Ugh. The winner um, wins a championship title defense, or no, a chance. There's going to be a match <laughs> at the Champions Ball. I'm having trouble talking right now because my throat is jacked. What Vitamin D is trying to right. say is the winner of the Road to Glory Rumble will have a chance at a title at Champions Ball. In the Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying I got to you. say. See, that's why we're a team, you know. Yeah, I mean, we got to help each other out here. That's right. But, um, but yeah... We are the world's sexiest entertainers. This is the VIP. Um, we will see you all next week for another edition of the World's Sexiest Podcast. Be sure to check out the Top Notch Wrestling Alliance Facebook page. Um, be sure to like and follow it. Stay up to date with all the uh, all the interviews, the match cards, everything we throw up on there, honestly. So, uh, yeah. You have anything else to say, Vitamin D? I mean, I mean for Sexy Steve, I'm Vitamin D, and uh, you guys stay sexy. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, 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 yeah.